Welcome to Serving the Psychic Waves. I'm your host, Christy Walsh. I'm excited to say hello to the globe. In this show, we hope to bring you new ideas to your spiritual path by letting you hear how other folks have walked their path or how they awakened and what worked for them. The planet, the solar system, and every being in it is waking up in some way. Things are changing from a third or fourth dimensional world to something different, and we're expanding our world from duality to a world where we are back to all one. And we're interested in new ways to create within ourselves, with others, and with our world. We've noticed that we can connect with spirit faster, move energy around quicker, and time is speeding up. The way we use energy is changing, carrying new vibrations, and the way we interpret the world around us is expanding. We're asking different questions of ourselves and our world. The way we define love is getting bigger, and there are always bigger, brighter ways to surf. So grab your boards. We'll be looking at the ways we can expand magnetism, power, and peace. Today, my guest is musician, lightworker, and astrologer Elizabeth Pendleton. She has surfed these waves many times before, and today we take a look at 2015 and what's in store. There's lots of changes that were right at the end of 2014, so we're going to check that out. So let's just jump right in, and if you want to find out more about Elizabeth, you can find her at elizabethsoracle.co, or you can check out her music at reverbnation.com forward slash elizabethsoracle. Well, hello, Christy, and hello, surfers. Yeah, total changing of the guard energy happening at the end of 2014. We had Saturn change signs from Scorpio, which is ruled by Pluto, and move into Sagittarius, which is ruled by expansive Jupiter. So that was a huge change. And then in March, we finished the seventh Pluto-Uranus square or Uranus-Pluto square, depending on how people like to say that. <laughs> anyway, yeah. those two are, you know, have been going at it since 2012. And since October 2012, Saturn has been in Scorpio. So I find this kind of an interesting, you know, correlation that, you know, we have Saturn ending its transit of deep, dark Scorpio, dredging up all the stuff we really needed to look at, all the sort of wrongdoing and dark shadowy stuff and it's here to be cleaned out and we got you know this big square coming up in March 16th 17th depending on your time zone to to sort of complete that you know seven of those that cycle that also began in 2012 and interestingly enough a few days after that like four days later on the equinox we have a total eclipse and it is going to be at 29 degrees Pisces which is the end of the zodiac um, and so that's you know that's a total solar eclipse for people who follow that and uh, you know when we talk about 29 degrees Pisces think about each sign runs from 0 to 29 and they all start at Aries at 0 the whole shebang right the whole journey yeah. through the wheel so Pisces is the final sign and 29 degrees is the final degree and that happening a you know total eclipse on the equinox right after the last square <laughs> so you know that I think that if people kind of feel like yeah I'm jumping into a new year I'm totally inspired or feeling inspired because there's a fire sign trying coming into being we can talk about that but they're feeling like okay I'm not sure exactly how it's all gonna fit and where all the puzzle pieces are gonna fall but I, I definitely know the direction I want to go into I think that's probably pretty clear to people after the last couple of years and that first three months of the year will still be a lot of completion and cleaning out and cleaning up you know 
So Elizabeth, I think the Uranus square Pluto, the last one is on March 17th, which I think is St. Patrick's Day. So that's going to be kind of a wild <laughs> day for everyone. <laughs> all the, the Irish, right? Well, the, all the Irish, they're all over the world. We'll all be having a big party then. Let's blow yeah. it out with the Irish. I love it. And then the solar eclipse uh, is March. ending up in Pisces. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, we'll get that moon uh, on the solar eclipse is actually at 29 degrees Pisces. And uh, then the moon will, of course, move from Pisces into Aries. And so on March 20th is also when the sun moves into Aries. And Uranus, Mars, and the south node are already will already be there by then. So we're going to have this full Aries stellium. So when you were saying, you know, this is a good, like if people feel like things are starting right out of the gate at the beginning of the year, um, Mark, March 20th on your calendar because there'll be, you know, oh my gosh, once the moon moves over there, that's like five bodies um, uh, and the sun. Yes, six. That's a huge Aries stellium. So that there is a whole portal kind of opening up at that time. Yeah. So we want to make use of it. So like new ideas, the Uranus and Aries is something we've been seeing with uh, technology, I think. And I think of Aries as the quintessential sort of startup uh, constellation. Absolutely. And, and coupled, yeah. Yeah, absolutely coupled with Uranus, which is technology and a higher frequency of communication. So sort of taking that communication up to another level to satellites to, you know, yeah. people, and, and that fits in with Saturn and Sag, you know, at least in my opinion, this, the Sag energy is very global. Very global and, and very much telling the story. Sure, and and we've got Jupiter, the planet of expansion, over there in Leo. So when we get that, another fire. I know. So when we get to that March twentieth point and start that Aries cycle, we'll have a full-on fire sign trine with you know, like it'll think about how many bodies. It's like eight. <laughs> like if I'm counting them right, um, you know, in fire signs at once. So that's huge. I mean, that is. And remember, fire is just sort of the energy of creation, like inspiration yeah it's we're not talking about form that's the earth energies um and thought that's the air energies or feelings those are the water energies so big fire sign um trying pretty much happening yeah. for a lot of next year and so that that's the time to get your inspiration on and, and just move with it and don't worry about the details we'll get to those later in the year when things start to shift into virgo yeah, Virgo just, you know, I'm really appreciating Virgo a lot more. Yeah. Constellation. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that it fits in so nicely, like with this Saturn shift that happened on December 23rd, 2014, and will be in effect until December of 2017, with the exception of a retrograde back into Scorpio from June to September next year. Um, this Saturn thing is really talking about, uh, in Sagittarius, it's really talking about, okay, you have ideals, you have high standards, are you living up to them? Because Saturn is structure. Saturn sets boundaries, sets limits. So you can't just have pie-in-the-sky ideas. You have to put them into form. And um, Saturn is the discipline. It's So if you think about, like, if your goal was to be a better pianist or whatever, um, Saturn would say, 
are you going to your lessons and are you practicing after your lessons? You know what I mean? And that correlates so nicely with the Virgo energy that's going to be here by the end of the year. Because remember, um, Jupiter will be in Leo until August 11th. Then it shifts into the next sign, which is Virgo, which is mutable Earth. And it is the sign of service, of daily routines, of our health. And uh, by November, the North Node will also shift into Virgo. So uh, the North Node speaks to what we're all collectively working on. So it's been in Libra where we're working on harmony, group things, uh, uh, collective values. Uh, and now it's shifting over into being of service, which I think goes nicely with that Saturn and Sag because the Sag thing is all about getting global, taking high ideals and values, our philosophies, and Saturn saying, well, walk your talk, you know, like if you say you don't believe in animal cruelty, are you buying products, <laughs> you know, that, that the bunny is tested in the cage on, you know, you can't do that, like it doesn't add up. And so, um, you know, Saturn will call us all out on that kind of stuff. So, I mean, and of course, we got Pluto rumbling through uh, Capricorn continuing with a a much bigger cleanup that's happened until 2024. So I just feel like there's a nice correlation uh, mm -hmm. with this idea that every day, each thing we do has a huge impact, you know, whether we, uh, you know, what each of those choices at the cash register or where we, what we spend our time and energy on all of course contributes to the collective. And I think that Sagittarian energy is the collective in a certain sense. Um, and it aims, remember, it's the archer's bow. So it's pointing and saying, where's the future? And the North Node is saying the future is in service and being of service to others, taking good care of ourselves and our planet. So, the, you know, things are, we got all this fire kind of coming out of the gate and the clean of, of some of these other things. Then by the end of the year, we'll be moving into... It'll be more mellow, but those mutables are going to square. <laughs> mm -hmm. If you want me to explain that. Yeah, I think we'll wait a little bit later in the, in year. the year to sure. get to the mutables. Because it's like right now, I feel like we've taken a little break from all this watery sort of energy over the last couple of years. And now we're getting to use fire again and play with that. And that fire creative energy, that's how I sort of see it, I think just really helps people kind of connect with others in a new way and make new friends, make new social circles, make uh, new business contacts or whatever that is for you. I, I just think there's like this opening of of creative spirit again, where it had been sort of under the water for a while. Absolutely, absolutely. And two important things to point out about 2015 is that Jupiter will be in Leo, which rules the heart uh, and the and the spine. So, you know, it's, it's asking us to stand up, you know, have a spine, have some guts kind of thing. Um, uh, but the heart, coming from the heart, it will be in Leo until August. And also, we're going to get a Venus retrograde. And that's mostly going it, to, it will have just gotten to zero degrees of Virgo. And then it will start going backwards on July 25th. And it will move back into Leo. Uh, so, again, we're, we're really reviewing what's in the heart. And so that passion and inspiration. So I feel like there's a lot more 
adjustment that you know is sort of being beamed here that we're supposed to be Mm -hmm. you know we're just evolving to be more heart-centered and then we'll kind of come out of that Um, looking at my venus retrograde dates for people who want the dates it's july 25th to september 14th and it will go from zero degrees virgo all the way back to 14 degrees leo so the mid kind of strong point of leo And then on September 14th, of course, it starts moving forward again. So we're going to have Leo energy, um, you know, for for quite a while there. Uh, And of course, you know, uh, late July is when the sun goes into Leo, too. So, you know, that whole letting our hearts be healed, coming from the heart, letting the guides adjust our hearts where we're not in that space. Um, and, and the idea is really doing what we're what we love and what we're inspired to do and share with others. That's Leo, you know. Yeah. So we get to kind of go back over those pieces again and sort of get back on track if we got a little distracted along the way. I like that. Yeah, I like it. It just sort of goes with those schools of thought. I'm sure you're pretty familiar. You know, we've all heard the term heart ascension, and of course, there's all the work that they do over at the heart math, you know. Yeah. And so we keep exploring this, you know, whether people like to think of it as a physical, just a physical organ. Um, but think about it collectively, how much heart disease. That's like, what, number two killer or something in this country? Yeah. So we've got a lot of heart healing that needs to happen on a physiological level, but on a conscious level. And I feel like this Venus retrograde, um, you know, in Leo will help us all whether that's in our you know whatever our deepest personal relationships or just being more heart-centered and generous with the world because that's another leo trait is generosity uh sharing and of course that's jupiter as well so you know we're we're uh jupiter is in leo the first eight months of the year so it's it is a pretty big you know these are big themes that'll be playing out when you're if anybody listening kind of feels a little stuck or which thing do i do Truly, listen to your heart, you know, ask, what does my heart want to do? What my heart, which thing of all the things, the choices in front of me, which one really, I, you know, the heart knows. Uh, we're not even talking about an emotional decision. We're just t- like you feel clear and guided and peaceful and, and happy about what you do. And that's to me the, the heart's wisdom. Yeah, definitely. I think the Venus piece moving back and forth into a retrograde space and then Jupiter in Leo kind of going back over that. And then you have this sort of Saturn and Sagittarius doing a little retrograde action during the year and then back. So it's like, what kind of, what kind of story are we telling here with our whole heart space? You know? Yeah. There's a lot more, I think that's going on. I, I kind of was noticing uh, in my internet travels lately, how many divorces seem to be surfacing Um, again and again in the news and it seems to be uh, escalating and you know I don't usually look at that part of the news very much but it just seemed like when I was looking kind of over the year there's this escalation of sort of people breaking up or breaking engagements or whatever so it's like collectively I do think we're looking for something a little different um, a different kind of energy to bring to the table from our heart space and and it's like now that we got sort of the fire behind us it's like we can do something with it yeah and really redefine you know what what that what those ideals that we've been given those downloads um 
about what it's supposed to look like. Uh, you know, just a, like an example would be Into the Woods being released by Disney, you know, and here's this, this company that sold us all the happily ever after. And this is Stephen Sondheim saying, no, that's not real life. <laughs> um, you know, so so I don't I don't necessarily like go into his perspective about it all either. But I, I do feel you're right, like the sense that we can create anything what love looks like just shift that whole paradigm and interestingly interestingly enough all of our mercury retrogrades are in the air signs so we really are rethinking it all we start with one you know the beginning of the year uh in aquarius then one in gemini and then finally one in libra so you know we that idea of rethinking uh these these sort of stories we've been told or that we've just blindly accepted or or ideals that we've looked for and haven't found because they were unrealistic to begin with or they're from another time or dimension that's just irrelevant yeah it's just so amazing like i never thought we would be sort of as a collective human group sort of dealing with this in a new way like it was I couldn't imagine this a couple of years ago. <laughs> well, a couple of years ago, that's before we went into all the Uranus-Pluto squares. <laughs> yeah, so I guess it's all changed. They have been doing something. <laughs> They've been doing their work, and, and Pluto itself this next year will go from 12 degrees to 15 degrees, which may not sound like a lot, you know, but it's Pluto, and it's still amping up. It's still turning up the volume and the intensity um, and going through our institutions. It's in the sign of Capricorn and it's doing its job of, of reforming of you know, it's Pluto. It's going to go to the shadowy underworldly stuff and find all the muck and keep, you know, cleaning it bring up. It yeah. yeah bring it transforming it. Surface. Yeah. Pluto, the great transformer, and that lasts a long time still. Yeah. Have- oh, yeah, till 2024. Yeah, that's where, yeah. that's I say, and we're just getting going with that. Tw- you know, again, the, the degrees run from zero to 29. So, uh, you know, now it's getting caffeinated and it strengthens at each degree. So, yeah, that yeah. we're just getting percolating with that. <laughs> amazing yeah so what are you looking forward to in 2015 wow (laughs) it's really funny because I haven't put a lot of expectations I just let it know one of my practices has been non-attachment to outcomes you know and thinking something's got to look so specifically you know this way or that and just the freedom in that is awesome. And to really wake up into the life I have and practice more gratitude for it, like all and recognition of all the things that are already going really well. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because it's, it's so funny. The mind wants to get on to you, what the problem is. You know what I mean? And we could spend our whole day, you know, from that defining it all as a big problem that needs to be solved and you know the shift that you know personally I've been having is just like recognizing how great you know could be something you never think about like your hands your thumb like I mean just smack your thumb in a door or something for a day you know well don't but uh you know you'll appreciate your thumb uh a lot you know like how often do you think about like (laughs) like how many things you do all day this this guys are working away so it sounds funny but it's I've been so 
at a place of just like happiness, peace, uh, all those things we sort of work towards in these circles and in this work, but really waking up and realizing, holy cow, it's like here, you know? So, um, so yeah, I mean, I just look forward to embracing, you know, Amelia. So of course I'm embracing all the fire and the creativity and just, you know, making music, following the stars and planets and writing, you know, my column and talking to you and my other friends, uh, you know, in radio and just seeing what the year brings or <laughs> that's the game plan. Yeah. I think there's a lot more uh, receiving of gifts we could be doing. And and I agree with you about the problem-solving thing. I, I kind of had this revelation, and maybe everybody knows this already, and I just figured it out, but problem-solving isn't creation. And, and I had thought or kind of fell into this sort of thinking that I was creating energy or a next outcome or whatever by concentrating on whatever I, problems I needed to solve. And... Um, right. It's kind of opened up this whole other world. Like, what if you just bake a cake? I, like, right. there's no problem. There's nothing to fix. I'm just going to bake a cake and see what happens. And, like, it's so right. weird because it's not even the act of the, you know, baking the cake itself. It's that you're, you've started the creative process going and then I don't know the phone rings something else happens and then I am in some other creation and some other creation yeah and you're not like having your life sucked into quote the problem you know and defined by and every conversation colored with you know what I mean so yeah it's it's an amazing shift and if anybody's still working on that or working through that again we get these mercury retrogrades in the air signs so it's a really great time to recognize what your thoughts are, you know, and, and where they get the mind engaged and get you on your treadmill and then how the chemicals start pumping out, you know, which chemicals are you using this incredible factory, you know, going on in yeah. your biochemical system? What are you creating with that? You know, um, so it, it, it's, I will get three chances this year to really revisit that. Yeah, which is great. Yeah. Amazing. It's like the universe actually is giving us, uh, space to to do this, yeah. to create and explore. And I don't know that I looked at it that way in the past. So Mercury retrograde has had a bad rap for a long time, <laughs> but I've noticed that it's not that bad like it used to be for me. Maybe that's just my perspectives changed, but when's the next one? All right. So uh, yeah, January 21st to February 11th is the first one of the year, and that's gone from 17 degrees of Aquarius back to one degree of Aquarius. Now, interestingly enough, uh, New Year's Day, Mercury goes into Aquarius. So we're going to be exploring, you know, like whatever's on your plate at the beginning of the year, we're going to be exploring uh, for the first couple of months. Because remember, that's the shadow period that becomes the shadow period of the retrograde. And so Mercury will stop moving backwards, so to speak, on February 11th. It will be all the way back to where it is at the beginning of the year at one degree um, Aquarius. And then it starts moving forward, of course, and then has to move out of that past um, 17 degrees of Aquarius um, before we're fully out of the shadow. The next one is in Gemini from May 18th through June 11th and just for people who watch the degrees that's from 13 degrees of Gemini back to 
four. So if that's important in your chart, look at where that is. And the final one is September 17th to October 9th. And that one moves from 15 degrees of Libra all the way back to zero. Uh, so I find it, you know, interesting this year. They're all Mercury is Gemini's ruler. And so this is thinking our thought processes, how we process information. And of course, you know, we got Saturn in the opposite sign of Sag, which is kind of where we go from simple third house issues, uh, simply gathering information to processing it in terms of a philosophy. So Saturn's trying to look at how we do that from a higher level two and you know Uranus is over there uh, in Aries showing us radical new ways to think and new paradigms so pretty I just I, I think that that could help people so much this year to just catch yourself and you know where you get on treadmills that just don't work mentally anymore there's a lot we can let go of there oh yeah <laughs> absolutely Absolutely. And like you said, shifting right over into baking the cake is probably the fastest way to short circuit it. You know what I mean? And just, you know, what would I rather yeah. be doing instead? Okay, let me do that. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, just get out of problem solving mode and just start creating. And I don't know, something else ha- opens up. Yeah. So thank you so much for giving us the scoop. We're definitely going to check in in many times in 2015. So thank you so much for surfing the psychic waves. Oh my gosh, thank you for having me on. Thanks again for surfing the psychic waves with us today. You can find out more about my guest, Elizabeth Pendleton, at elizabethsoracle.co. You can find out more about me at christywalsh.com. Wishing you bigger, brighter waves to surf. See you next time.